Hi, this is Tom Fields, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. We're talking about banking trends today. And I'm privileged to be speaking with Jeff Krejci, who's the president of the First State Bank in Lincoln, Nebraska, and also the chairman of the Nebraska Bankers Association. Jeff, thanks so much for, for joining me today. Thank you, Tom, for giving me a call. Why don't you tell us just a little bit about your work, both at your institution, maybe tell us a bit about your institution, and then your work with the Bankers Association, please. be happy to. Our bank is approximately $244 million in size. Uh, our charter is in Lincoln, Nebraska, but we are in uh, eight communities, smaller communities around Lincoln and Omaha, and uh, we have 11 locations. Uh, our makeup of our bank is... Uh, probably in that 20% area, 20-25% area in agriculture, and the remaining is uh, consumer and commercial. Uh, our bank has gone through uh, a number of things in the last uh, four or five years. We have, we have done a merger. Uh, we, have, uh, we have had our employees uh, pretty much pushed to the edge as far as uh, conversions and, and uh, adopting two different cultures into one. But been very successful with it, and we, we're really pleased with uh, with our organization and where we're going. With regard to uh, the Nebraska Bankers Association, that is an association that is represents all the banks in the state of Nebraska, um, which there are somewhere in the uh, 250 to 270 uh, area banks. Uh, I think we have one bank that's not a member at this time. So we have a pretty good uh, a pretty good following and a pretty good base. The association provides a speaking voice for all of those banks, uh, both at the federal level and the state level, as well as uh, as educational opportunities. Uh, and we do have a staff of, of approximately 13 to 15 people that man that. Uh, as far as being chairman of the Nebraska Bankers Association, that was a nomination process, and we went through as chairman-elect the first year. And in the second year, you become chairman, and, and you are the primary spokesman uh, for the association. You, uh, you picked a heck of a year to be the chairman, wouldn't you say? You know, it's been a challenge. Uh, I've had some good friends of mine give me a bad time and tell me that, that we probably wouldn't be in this state as banks if I wasn't chairman. So <laughs> it's been interesting. Well, Jeff, let's talk about that because, as you know, it's just been a historic year in the banking industry. We know what we see on Wall Street. But what's the reality been on Main Street in Nebraska with your institutions? In Nebraska, you know, and a lot of people, you know, across the country, we are a small state. But we do have a good story to tell in, in 2008, um, you know, and comparative to the, a lot of the media news that we were hearing on the national scene. Our state government actually has a surplus right now of some $500 million, which is a significant number for a state our size. Um, which uh, also gives us some confidence that we can weather some storms here here at this level. Also, the average capital in the banks in the state of Nebraska is above the average as far as the country is concerned. And one of the more important things that I think has really blessed this state is our core deposits stand in that 75% area across the state as an average, and the national average is just slightly under 50%. Um, those things, and then 95% of the banks in this state are touching agriculture in some way or another. And we have had a very good uh, two years in agriculture. We've seen commodity prices, uh, you know, pretty much uh, as we do farm rewrites, there, there's a lot of cleaning going on as far as 
farmers paying all their debts and putting some money away, maybe buying some needed equipment and those types of things. So, you know, we, we've escaped in this state a lot of what you're hearing in the media. Uh, however, it is filtering into Nebraska. Uh, as you fast forward to fourth quarter of 08, we have seen an unprecedented uh, drop in interest rates, which is which has been national. But and in Nebraska, it's made it very difficult for Nebraska banks to continue with the margin. Um, a lot of our investment portfolios are being called, i.e., for uh, uh, lower rates. There are one-time calls or any-time calls or just bullets and agencies that have come due, and we're having difficulty repricing those much above two percent today. Uh, yet our CDs are still, um, you know, averaging a little bit above that uh, from the consumer standpoint. So, so our our margin is actually in loans, and uh, we've not seen a slowdown in loans in the state. I think good quality loans are in big demand. A number of banks that are maybe out of the Metro Omaha Lincoln area that maybe are loaned in the 50 to 60 percent area, they're they're seeing their earnings decrease and their margins tighten. Um, but on Main Street in Nebraska, uh, you know, overall last couple years has been very good in my estimation, comparatively to the rest of the country. We are we are um, a little concerned going forward. We're seeing some job layoffs. We're seeing the recession trickle into, into our state. You know, we, we escaped subprime lending. Uh, the cons- commercial banks, community banks in the state of Nebraska uh, basically did not participate in subprime lending. Um, a lot of them didn't know what the hell that was, what it really was uh, when it was going on on a national level. Um, so we escaped much of that, that problem. We are seeing uh, more houses on the market. We have builders that are uh, that are struggling a little bit in the state of Nebraska right now, uh, just as they are across the country. Uh, houses are not moving uh, as well as they have in the past, uh, which in turn has made it more difficult for the drywall layer and the, the lumber supply and the electricians and the plumbers. And so we're we are seeing a slowdown. So you know, nationally, we see sort of a, of a drop in customer confidence in the banking industry, but not so much in individual institutions. So I guess what I'd ask you is, how do you assess customer confidence in your own bank, in the state's banks, and what do you see as being the challenges for Nebraska banking institutions this year to maintain and even grow that confidence? Well, the, the biggest problem with the confidence area in banking has been the misnomer in the media over the last couple of years uh, of what a bank is. You know, we represent community banks, which are regulated by regulators such as the Federal Reserve, the OCC, and FDIC, as well as our own state banking department. And we have been under under FDIC insurance and supervisions for a very long time. And, you know, a lot of the bank, what they called banks that were failing, the AIGs of the world and a lot of the investment and I'll use the word bank because that's the way the media has used it, you know, weren't really community banks. There's a, there's a really a separation there. And the community banks themselves have, have uh, you know, with this regulatory oversight, we're used, to, we're used to that kind of a thing. And we've been in a position over the years where no taxpayer has ever lost a dime in an FDIC-insured institution, and we self-fund our own 
our own premiums, uh, and they've gone up dramatically here recently to help uh, keep that funded as more of these non-traditional banks have joined in on the FDIC situation and become you know, part of the fund. Do you find that your customers are able to sort of separate what they see on Wall Street at these, you know, really non-banks from what, you know, they see in your own institution? Are they able to separate the two? We do our best advertising-wise in Nebraska and, and to try, you know, to tell our story. Um, we had a very difficult time in Nebraska in the 80s, and we saw a number of banks fail in the 80s that are agricultural-based banks, deflation of ag values, examiners had us write those loans down. That was that in the early 90s were, were actually, as far as the state of Nebraska goes, a more difficult time than today is uh, in the state of Nebraska. I can't say that for the country, obviously, but, but for the state of Nebraska. And I, I think our, our people that have lived through that, um, you know, our, those customers are a lot more solid today. They remember those types of experiences, as well as the banks in the state that went through those situations. And that's why our capital levels are where they are. And, uh, you know, I think there's a good relationship in the communities because the people know your neighbors and friends are the people that are working in the community bank. It's it's a lot different when you've got a $30 million bank and you've got eight, nine employees in it, and they're going to church and serving on the fire department and doing all these things in the community. You know, there's there's more of a confidence factor there, relationships. Now, Jeff, interesting thing is, you know, the big story nationally, of course, is, is the TARP funds. And you know, that's almost a step from, from going from being a community bank to almost a national bank banking institution. What are, what are the attitudes in Nebraska toward the TARP program and taking that government assistance and really bringing the government in as part of your institution? Well, I think there's there's been some confusion there also. Um, you're, there are two parts. There's the TARP program and then there's the, uh, the CPP or the Capital Purchase Program. The Capital Purchase Program is an attempt by the government to uh, place funds in one and two rated institutions, institutions that can qualify for that to bolster their capital. I've traveled the state of Nebraska quite a bit in the last six months, and a lot, again, with the capital accounts in the state of Nebraska, a lot of the banks have viewed that as expensive money. That's the government coming in, putting in 3%. Well, it's a 5% cost to the bank, but it's a dividend back to the government. It's not tax deductible. So the real cost is around 7.5%. And then there's some warrants on top of that. And those warrants uh, can make your effective cost around 10%. After five years, that, that gets that 5% dividend gets adjusted to 9%. So, you know, just the marketplace looking at that is not a, not a very good deal for institutions that have the capital and do not need the capital. On the On the other hand, if you're an institution that you're looking to acquire, maybe a, an institution that's not as solid, um, you know, it can be it can be a, a pretty good uh, partner from that perspective. Um, mixed feelings. Uh, a lot of banks uh, don't want to be part of a, a government deal in the CPP program. Um, they do not want to be a, a partner. However, uh, the government pretty much regulates everything we do do now. With regard to TARP funds. A different program. That, that's the program where we're buying, uh, you know, assets. And quite honestly, you need to be somewhat of a, a more troubled institution to take those TARP funds uh, to use to buy out and to support uh, troubled assets. 
So there's really, and that's been one of the another one of the things that we've had for problems is the media, and the people on Main Street do not understand that. They they come in and and our concern is if we take the money, they're going to say, oh, you're taking a bailout, which it isn't. It's costly. And if we don't take the money, they're going to say, well, couldn't you qualify for it? So we're kind of caught in a in a in a Pandora's box, if you will, and and. Some of what I've heard as a response from some banks is we're going to apply for the CPP funds, be approved, and not take them so we can show the customers that we were approved, we're fine, but we're not interested. That's interesting. So it ranges all over the board. Uh, institutions have different thoughts, but that's what we're challenged with, with the way this has been presented by the government. Now, it looks like we're headed toward this concept you keep hearing about of a bad bank. What do you think of the proposal you've seen for that? Well, that would be a national a national program with uh, with an institution that buys up all bad assets. Um, you know, I, I don't know that uh, I'm real comfortable with that. And I guess it's it's hard for a Nebraska bank to look and make a comment about something like that when when we really don't see that type of scenario in our marketplace. Um, you know, it, it's much like everything they've done to date. We really won't know the outcome or what's going to happen until time has passed. Sure. Now, let's talk about security issues. What I'm seeing a lot in community institutions everywhere is that we're in troubled times. Uh, there's confusion in the marketplace. But the opportunists are coming in. You're seeing a lot more phishing in, in attempts to uh, to separate people from their personal information. What are you seeing in Nebraska for security issues these days? Well, there, there's... Uh there's, that's a great concern. It's uh, first and foremost on our minds as bankers. Um, our technology is is such that we can we feel that we've got the tools available to control a lot of that. Where where it gets in trouble it, from our perspective is in the third party relationship, or you know if there's there's somebody participating in a bill pay system or something that's using our Visa debit card. But we had a recent scam. Um, where there's an individual that put a, they put a deal in an ATM in where you put slides your ATM card. Well, they can't breach our security system, but as the person puts the ATM card in it, it stops it from going in, doesn't allow the machine to capture it, and and then the person gets it back and they leave. Well, the next person comes in and they have a photograph, a photograph of that. If they can capture their PIN number by looking over their shoulder, they can get into their account. Um, I mean, the, the the ways are just, it's just incredible, the schemes and the ways and the things that are out there to try and, and steal your identity. It's first and foremost on our minds. Um, we have programs, if that happens, to help reestablish credit and to get things up. But on the front line, uh, we just, we do our best with our firewalls and our encryption uh, to make sure that they can't break into anything that we would have. Uh, you know, storing that kind of data. You make a good point, though. There's something like the, Hartman, the Heartland payment systems breach that you know, happens certainly outside of an institution, but very much can affect you and your customers. And, and it does. We've had, uh, and it did affect people in Nebraska. We, we've had uh, one institution that uh, has told our organization, or the NBA, that they feel there's roughly 70 customers compromised that we're utilizing that. Um, when that happens, and it's very unfortunate, the best thing we can do is is to try and when we do have programs and try and, and reestablish credit, stop the loss. Um, 
However, you do know we have a very strong interest in this because if there is a loss in the Visa debit card usage or, or something like that, it, the bank has to eat that. That's right. Back to us. That's right, and you pay the replacement costs as well for cards. That's right. Yeah. Jeff, looking at your institutions and uh, the challenges you faced this year, what would you say are the top two or three challenges for Nebraska banking institutions in 2009? I would have to say the, the the biggest challenge is going to be our interest rate margin, maintaining some kind of a margin and, and uh, keeping a, keeping our earnings uh, this next year with these rates dropping as they are, short of loan volume, um, which not every bank in Nebraska is able to find quality loan volume. You're looking at a shrinking margin. I think uh, I think it's going to be. Uh, more challenging. Uh, it's going to be more exciting for management if, you, if you're <laughs> to manage in this type of environment. But when you're looking at the end of the day needing to settle uh, and balance your bank with Fed funds, and if you're selling them and you're getting .09 return, or you're investing them and getting 1.4, that, that's a pretty difficult situation. Um, I think secondly, in the state of Nebraska, we, we have an issue with water here in this state that's going to become uh, in front of our unicameral here shortly. Uh, as far as banks are concerned, um, where we have loans on land uh, that are irrigated, uh, it puts that value of that ground at a certain level. If that individual who has the right to sell their water rights uh, can do that without the bank being involved, we can actually see our collateral value go down. So that has become a major issue for us for banking in the state of Nebraska this next year with our with regard to our state unicameral. So flip side of that, Jeff, you know your institutions well, you know what what, what works on Main Street. What do you think that folks are doing in Nebraska that people elsewhere in the country could take a page from and, and look at as a as a best practice? Well, that's that's a uh, it's a difficult situation. We, we've been blessed here because of the ag economy. Uh, we do have some concerns going forward with the ag economy that, uh, you know, our costs have risen in, in ag production to the point on, let's just take corn, for instance. Uh, we're, we're needing approximately $4 a bushel now in cost, and we're, we're not seeing that as of today. So we do have some concerns in that area. But, but all in all, I think the model that Nebraska has is, is the fact that we have community banks that are not, I mean, they're of the size that they are involved in their communities. We, we're in, usually in the city council. We're on the chamber. Um, we're involved with economic development. We're, we're serving on the volunteer fire department. We're involved in the school or the school board. And we're interacting and building relationships throughout the community and I think the attitude of the community bank in Nebraska where we feel like we are an engine driving that economy in that town, we're first to support, you know, the, the, the ball team, uh, the, new, the new field if they put it out there, or the band if it's going to go somewhere, uh, you know, or junior achievement, those types of things, and, and we reinvest for those reasons. And I think that model over the long haul is 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 what's made Nebraska solid and strong in a, in a community with relationships in their banks. Jeff, that's really well said. I appreciate you taking time to share your insight today. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. We've been talking with Jeff Krejci, Chairman of the Nebraska Bankers Association. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.